Hello everybody, I'm Phil. And I'm Cleavon. And you are listening to Comic Cast. A new podcast from Mayville State University. Without further ado, let's get into the news. For this week, it is Red Ribbon Week. Monday, share your story and take the pledge. Meet our crew in the Campus Center lobby and let us record your story about your decision to be drug-free or sign a pledge card that you'll be drug-free, whether it's a week, a month, or as a lifelong plan. Use the hashtag DrugFreeLooksLikeMe. And then in the evening, watch the movie Four Good Days in the Parish Room. Free popcorn and drinks. Tuesday, more sharing your story. Check your email for the Tuesday Twos from Senate. Japanese language class from 9 to 9.50 in the Education Building, Room 102. There will also be a Magician Tuesday night. Wednesday, Japanese game night at 7 p.m. in the Quiet Room. Intramural volleyball will also be at 8 p.m. in the WC Gym. Thursday, the pantry will be open from 6 to 7.30 p.m. Intercultural club will be at 7.30 p.m. in the Luckison Room. Crew will be at 7 p.m. in the Parish Room. Friday, the stories you shared will be uploaded here at ComicCast. Be on the lookout for that. And then Saturday, there is nothing to report. But on Sunday, there will be a Halloween dance. Going into sports, Monday, there's nothing to report. Tuesday, JV Volleyball versus Minnesota State Community and Technical College at 6.30 p.m. Wednesday, nothing to report. Also Thursday, there's nothing to report. Friday, volleyball at Bellevue University at 6 p.m. Men's basketball at Dort College, Iowa at 7.30 p.m. Women's basketball versus Indiana University Northwest at 7.30 p.m. Saturday, JV Volleyball at Dakota State University at 1 p.m. Varsity players at 3 p.m. Women's Basketball versus Cardinal Stritch University at 2 p.m. Football at Dickinson State University at 2 p.m. Men's Basketball at Northwestern College, Iowa playing at 7.30. We are also excited to announce that Jared Micklejohn will be assisting us with some sports news. He's going to recap last week's events as well as have an interview with Coach Rocky Larson. Take it away, Jared. Welcome to the first edition of Comic Cast, where we highlight last week's events, look up ahead to this week's events, and have coaches and players step on the show and answer some questions for us. I am your host, Jared Micklejohn. Let's get started. Looking back at last week's events for the Mayville State Comets, the Comet Volleyball team hosted the number two team in the nation, Viterbo V-Hawks, on Friday and then hosted Waldorf University Warriors on Saturday. On Friday, the V-Hawks swept the Comets by final scores of 25-15, 25-15, and 25-23. The Comets had 23 kills on 110 attempts for a .018 hitting percentage. Leading the way for the Comets in this one was Ashley Pyburn with seven kills. Cora Johnson and Lily Pyle each had six kills. On Saturday, the Comets dropped a three-set match to the Waldorf Warriors, and the finals of those sets were 25-23, 25-23, and 25-19. The Comets had 27 kills on 128 attempts for a .078 hitting percentage. The Comets dropped a 13-12 overall, 3-7 in the North Star Athletic Association, heading into the final two weeks of the regular season. Samantha Pesa had seven kills and also had five blocks. Lily Pyle had five kills. Ashley Pyburn had five kills. Natalie Hidrava had 
a team-high 23 digs in Saturday's match. Also on Saturday, the Mayville State Comet football team traveled to Waldorf University for a non-conference matchup against the Warriors. The Warriors scored two touchdowns early in this one and just held that two-touchdown lead for most of the game as the Comets dropped to the Warriors 39-19. In this one, Tim Salmon had eight, was 8-for-28 eight for 158 yards with three touchdowns. Mason Ullman had 13 rushing attempts for 76 yards. Three different receivers caught touchdowns. Javion Davidson, Reese Smith, and Malik Flowers each had a reception for a touchdown. On the defensive side, Justice Sudnicki had 12 tackles, half of a tackle for loss. Josiah Walker had 10 tackles, half of a tackle for loss, and one interception. Denzel Navy had two interceptions in this one but it wasn't enough as the offense could not get anything going in this one, only putting together 307 total yards of offense. The Comet women's basketball team opened up the 2021-22 season on Saturday evening at Jamestown and dropped a very, very tight one as the Comets lose 74-76. to The Comets actually took the lead Late in the fourth quarter, as they were trailing for most of it, Jordan's Rust had a couple of key baskets late and a three-pointer by Kayla Rockle gave him the lead at 73-72. to The Jimmies tied it up at 74 with 56 seconds left, and the Jimmies took the lead with 28 seconds left, and the three-pointer at the buzzer did not go for the comments as they dropped the opening game. Leading the way for the Comets was Jordan's Russ with 28 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, and 1 block. Danica Vagley had 17 points, 5 rebounds, 3 blocks, and was a perfect 5-for-5 five five from the field. The last game of the weekend was the Comet men's basketball team as they traveled to Martin Luther College Knights, a Division three school out of New Ulm, Minnesota, and defeated the Knights 71-59. to the Comets had a 14-point lead heading into the intermission and held that or bigger for most of the second half until the final minutes as the Comets had a 20-point lead in the second half. Leading the way for the Comets was Thomas Gieske, shooting 9 of 13 from the field with 20 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals. Winder Joseph had 16 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, and 1 block. Latrell Franklin was 2 points away from a double-double, having 8 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, and 4 steals. This has been your Comet Recap. Welcome to the first interview of the Comet cast, and we have head coach Rocky Larson with us today. Rocky, thanks for uh, taking the time to meet with me today. Thanks. Uh, looking forward to the opportunity to talk a little bit about Comet football and what's going on here at Mayville State. Yeah, well, first uh, we'll dive into uh, the the non-conference schedule that you had early in the year. Um, took uh, took the road trip to Chicago first weekend, played a really tough Roosevelt team. Um, then you uh, hosted um, University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point, who is a very good Division three school. And then you went to Division two school, uh, South Dakota Mines, um and played them um just talk about kind of the the progression through those first three games before you started uh conference play yeah and uh when when i took the job here two years ago and 
I still believe this, is that we play in a really good competitive league. We have to play teams non-conference who are going to get us ready for the conference push. And, uh, you know, Roosevelt, at the time we played them, they were ranked 18th in the country. Um, you know, we go down there, we lose. We have the ball with a minute left in the game, driving with a chance to beat a, a top-20 team in the country. And we end up throwing an interception, but it was a great experience for our kids. A lot of our kids have never even been to Chicago. Um, it seems like yesterday, but it was 98 degrees that day. And, um, you know, that was a really fun experience for our kids. And then we play Wisconsin Stevens Point here, who uh, hasn't quite had the year they wanted. Um, they've had some big injuries along the way. But that's another really competitive team out of the WIAC, uh, which that conference is as loaded as there is in Division Three, And we get to play them again next year. So really looking forward to an opportunity uh, to play them. And then uh, our quarterback gets hurt. Tim Salmon gets hurt in that game. And we go play South Dakota School of the Mines uh, in Rapid City. Um, a night game, which was uh, a good experience for our kids. Uh, that's a different level of competition than we have seen. Um, and our kids, you know, uh, we, we, we got beat up in that one. But it was a great learning experience of what it means to play high-level football. Um, and, you know, we, start, we started 14 freshmen that day, and that's an experience that they can carry with them the rest of the year and head into next year uh, to continue to build this thing where we want it. Yeah, and then you uh, moved into conference play, um, played Dickinson right away, start the, the conference season, very tough, very tough opponent. And then um, a couple weeks later, you hosted Waldorf and nearly knocked him off, scoring 51 points, um, but just wasn't quite enough that day. Um, talk about kind of the progression over the first three or four weeks of conference play. Like you said, you started, you're started you starting a lot of freshmen, a lot of new guys. So can you guys just break that down for yeah. us? And I think uh, the the game, when I look back, I'm most disappointed in how we played and how we handled our preparation was that first Dickinson State game. You know, it's Farmer's Bowl. Uh, you get the TV or, yeah, you get the TV show in town. And um, at the time, I felt like we had decent preparation. Um, but we came out, we, we were flat, and we got behind early. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to getting another chance to play them. Um, and then as the conference went, you know, we made some personnel changes on offense and defense and trying to continue to get the right kids um, on the field. And, you know, over the last two weeks there, we had scored 100 points uh, the presentation Waldorf game. So our offense is doing some really good things. And defensively, we're still trying to sort through everything. Um, but that Waldorf game, I mean, that's that's one that we'll talk about 10 years from now. Um, and I'm sure 10 years from now, I'd say go for two, just like we did then, um, have a chance to knock off a really quality opponent and a team that's still in the hunt to win a conference title um really really fortunate and our kids the one thing i'll say about our kids and i think everyone in comet nation should be fired up about is that they continue to play really hard they continue to believe in the process they continue to go to work every day um and brighter days are ahead for this program yeah, and then uh, after after that Waldorf game at home, you bounce back, um, get the first one of the season against Presentation College um, on a beautiful Saturday night. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better night for uh, a good college football game. Um, just kind of talk about how that felt to get the first win at home. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, Presentation, their record's not great right now, but that's a better football team than people realize. Uh, they have the quarterbacks, a Division One transfer. they got a couple of really good receivers. Defensively, they do some different things defensively. So for our kids to be able to come out and, uh, you know, I think in years past possibly and in teams I've been on possibly, I mean, I know for a fact, you know, you go, you start the year 0-7 and 
uh, kids want to pack it in and say, hey, we're done. Let's get to the offseason. Let's get to the weight room and start training. Our kids are the opposite. They just want to continue to play. They don't care about our record. We just continue to find a way each week to win, go 1-0. and And um, It's only happened for us once this year, but at the same time, our process of how we're getting um, and how we're preparing. I mean, you look at uh, Waldorf again this past weekend. It's a it's a 14-point game in the fourth quarter. We're in it again with another really good football team. So, um, you know, the record isn't there, but we have closed results big time, and I'm not a moral victory guy whatsoever. Um, but at the end of the day, when you take a step back from where we were two years ago, 63 nothing up here, um, to 51-52 to – um, you know, a two-score game in the fourth quarter. We have closed the gap. We've closed the talent gap. Now we just have to continue to get the right kids who fit the Mayville State way, and, um, you know, we're just going to continue to work and uh, continue to get better. Yeah. Uh, you played at Waldorf last week, and you go to Dickinson this weekend, and then you finish finish the regular season on November 13th here at Jeromeberg Field. Um, just kind of talk about, you know, what you guys are looking for out of the last two years of the Last two weeks, uh, well, game weeks, I should say. There's three weeks left of the regular season, but last two game weeks um, for your guys. Yeah, I think the most important thing to us is find a way to finish fifth in the conference. Um, you know, seven-team league. Um, if we can get one of the next two, we'll we'll finish fifth in the conference, um, which is a good step for us. And it's not where we want to be, but we're, we'd be closing in and knocking on, you know, finishing fourth, finishing third, which – um, our goal should be heading into next September is hey, we want to knock at the top half of that conference and <clears throat> flipping a football program and going from sixth in the conference to first in the conference doesn't happen in one year. You got to think how many kids play. Um, this past weekend we had 53 kids playing the game. You know, that's a lot of different turnover and a lot of different kids. So we want to continue to take small steps and small steps and then um, hopefully we can next year we can jump and take that big step and get us into the top two, top three. Um, but finding a way to finish fifth in the league would be a massive step for us. And, um, you know, going out to play Dickinson, Dickinson's won this league six straight years. They got a chance to win again this year. Uh, we got a chance to play spoiler. That doesn't happen every day. Um, I, like I told our kids is, Hey, we got nothing to lose. They got everything to lose. We can just go out and play football and have fun. And, um, we could end their season just the same day they end ours and, two completely different records but at the end of the day uh we only get one team to go and we get a spoiler chance and then iowa wesley a new team in this conference um i actually interviewed to be their head football coach uh right before i took the mayville job here so um i got some familiarity with them and um new team in this league and that's the team we just hey we got to jump on and continue to improve and um you know if we can play well these last two weeks and go into the offseason with a little momentum People don't realize, hey, if you go into the offseason with one or two wins late in the year, um, it really jump starts and makes positive morale and gets us going in the weight room. So these next two weeks, well, three, uh, the bye week there in the middle is a weird, it's a different year having a bye week in November and how are we going to handle that and coming back and playing one game. Um, but these are these are massive weeks for this program. Yeah, final question here for you. Um Looking at going into the off season, I know you're not looking there yet, but kind of what is the the focus with uh, with such a young group um, this off season? Retention and uh, team GPA. Um, you know, we set out for a team GPA of over a two point nine when we started this thing back in August, and um, as I've been checking, we're going to be hovering right around there, which again is a great improvement from our two point two five two years ago when we took over here. So, you know, if we could sniff that three point team GPA. Um, 
that's first and foremost because that's here in December. But we got to get bigger, faster, stronger. Um, you know, we're I'm working with Coach Tom, our strength coach, and he's doing a great job coming up with different plans. Um, another thing we're going to add into our off-season stuff is competing every single day, whether it's push-ups, pull-ups, whatever it is. So our kids, when we get in close games, they know what it takes to win and make everything a competition this off-season. Um, and then it's always, you know, we got to hit the road and find the next group of Comets, the next group of um, Tim Sammons, J.J. Davison's, um, those type of kids who have made an impact, and go find those next group to come in here um, and help us continue to take the step and get this program where it's going. Um you know, every over here in football, yeah, uh, year hasn't gone exactly what we wanted, but everyone's fired up. We're positive. We're ready to go. Um, and I, I truly believe this program's heading in the right direction. Well, thanks, Rocky, for the time. I know you're extremely busy, so I'll let you get back to it. Awesome. Go Comets. And that is your Monday episode of Cast. Stay tuned for our Wednesday's interview. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Cleavon. And I'm Phil. Till next time. Have, Have a, a good, good week. week.